Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers are reportedly interested in uh, Terry Rozier all over again. Gordon Hayward and Kelly Oubre went unmentioned in that report from Sean's Karania, and that makes me a little nervous. Kevin O'Connor uh, reported for the Ringer that the Lakers will eventually restart uh, trade conversations with the Utah Jazz. Um, as part of those conversations, they are interested apparently in Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley, Rudy Gay, uh, Malik Beasley goes unmentioned, as does Jared Vanderbilt. I'm just like wondering when Rob Polinka is going to start watching non-Lakers games um, or, or players who were good back when uh, Kobe was playing. The other thing here, too, is, is like I mentioned a second ago, Shams Karania reporting that the Lakers, uh, on top of obviously the, the negotiations that they will eventually restart with the Indiana Pacers, um, they have apparently spoken to the Spurs. Some names there that they could be interested in are Josh Richardson, Doug McDermott, potentially Jakob Pertl. Um, none of those guys really inspire much confidence uh, on, on my behalf. And then the last set of names, and the last name in particular, that really kind of made me a little nervous was them being interested in Terry Rozier. Now, Terry um, would be the best guard that LeBron has played with to this point. And I'll talk about him and Rob Polinka's vacuum seal decisions here in a second. But if they don't walk away with a wing from Charlotte, uh, it's it, that 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 trade would probably be an improvement in terms of talent, but kind of a a lateral move and probably a missed opportunity. I still think of all of the deals that the Lakers could possibly make, uh, trading Russ to Indiana for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner makes the most sense. Uh, but but what the hell do I know? Speaking of Palinka, I wrote for Silver Screen and Roll last night about him making every decision in a vacuum and how that can't continue. Since winning a title, the Lakers has put on a tremendous display on how not to sustain success. As it stands, only LeBron James and Anthony Davis remained from that 2020 championship team, as even its head coach was in unceremoniously removed at the end of last season. What's interesting is, for all their mistakes, an explanation could be offered, even the Russell Westbrook trade. The top criticism one can offer about Polinka's tenure is that all of the explanations only really make sense when the moves are isolated from each other. Basketball doesn't work like that, and even as those mistakes have gone about as poorly as they could, Polinka can't help himself but focus solely on talent and not at all on fit. Trading Danny Green, who hasn't really been healthy since that title run, uh, and a draft pick for the reigning sixth man of the year, Dennis Schroeder, made some sense. Perhaps he would accept that same role with the Lakers, show up their bench rotation, and alleviate the creative load for James. Signing that year's six-man runner-up, Montrez Harrell, to absolutely ravage team's second units next to Shooter was actually pretty exciting to think about too. Moving role players who would be looking for more responsibility, like Kyle Kuzma clearly was for a star coming off a solid season in Westbrook, had risk involved, but made some sense if he would commit to making it work next to James and Davis, and especially if he would carry the load when either of those guys weren't on the court. 
I could go on and on with the explanations offered at the time of those deals, but the point here is that with each decision Palinka has made, or in Westbrook's case right now, hasn't, he's failed to consider the ramifications across the roster both on and off the court. As he continues to drag his feet on undoing the, his greatest mistake, he's again ignoring how waiting might affect everyone involved. Darvin Ham, again, a rookie head coach, might say he's prepared to bench Westbrook. But based on what we've seen in the first few games, that threat has only been empty words. Asking him to handle this untenable situation in his first year is setting him up for failure. Watching any of the other 37 guards on this roster, and it's clear none of them are in a rhythm right now, most clearly evidenced by everyone's shooting numbers. You think the guy taking 30 plus minutes every night might have something to do with that, especially considering they're all waiting for him to be traded anyway? And then there's the impact on the Stars, who were tasked with dragging this farce of a roster to a reasonable record while they wait for Westbrook to be sent away. This is from San Quinn of CBS. Very small sample, but per cleaning the glass, LeBron and AD with Russell Westbrook off the court in 38 possessions have a 115.8 offensive rating and a 102.6 defensive rating, a 13.2 net rating. With LeBron on, AD on, and Russell Westbrook on in 127 possessions, they hold a 96.9 offensive rating and a 104 defensive rating, a negative 7.1 net rating. So not only do James and Davis have to work their asses off to make it work with a questionable group around them at almost every turn, but then Westbrook is out there and they have to make up for him statistically sabotaging their efforts compared to when they're out there alone. What makes this roster so impossible to work for him is the sheer number of guards. It was clearly put together with a Westbrook trade in mind, but as that trade never happened, the Lakers are now stuck with way too many guards standing 6'3 or shorter and with holes everywhere else. Signing or re-signing or whatever, Schroeder was actually the perfect example of Palinka ignoring context for value. Yes, Schroeder on a veteran's minimum is undeniable value, Yes, if he accepts the role he should have when he first arrived, he could legitimately help. But as the Lakers already had guys like Kendrick Nunn and Lonnie Walker IV more than capable of doing that, the smarter move would have been to hold off on signing Schroeder until at least one guard was no longer in the rotation. And don't worry everyone, the newly extended Palenka is reportedly interested in even more guards. The Lakers are now tied to Terry Rozier and Jordan Clarkson as he prepares to trade Westbrook because of course he is. Why would he learn from his mistakes when he's been yet to be held accountable for them? Adding Rozier, who is clearly better than any guard the Lakers have, would be an improvement in a vacuum. He would immediately become the best guard James has played with as a Laker, but they can only trade Westbrook once, and doing so just to bring in yet another guard would come with a heavy opportunity cost. Maybe Gordon Hayward or Kelly Oubre would also be part of the deal, but as Rozier was the only one mentioned, it would appear he's the Lakers' focus and thus once again underlies Palinka's greatest shortcoming. Trading Westbrook clearly isn't going to be easy, and the stakes couldn't possibly be higher. Whatever deal Palinka chooses will likely decide how people will remember him. So with that in mind, fans have to hope he studies what got him here in the first place. There's a clear through line in all these mistakes, and until Palinka recognizes that and alters the way he operates, it's just as likely he compounds this mistake either through targeting the wrong kind of player, or even worse, the complete inaction we've seen since that last trade deadline. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. Another day off here uh, as the Lakers next resume action on Wednesday. 
make sure you guys check out the Taco Tuesday, guys. Make sure you guys also check out the conversation I had with Philip, Philip Barnett, uh, the top Russell Westbrook fan that I know. Uh, I, I, Despite being a Russell Westbrook fan, I think he is actually very unbiased on the subject. Um, or as unbiased as one can be on the subject. That was a really fun conversation. Um, and then also, obviously, later today, I will be going live possibly on Spaces uh, to talk to you guys about all of this and about the direction that the Lakers are currently going in. So until then, and until I talk to you guys next, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.